Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show, possibly Ari Wasserman's last show as a single man. We don't know. He's uh, The trek to the nuptials will begin this week, Ari. Are you ready? Um, ready to get married or ready for all the logistical things that we're going through? Yes and yes. I'm, re- I'm very ready to get married. I am married. Uh, we have you a baby, yes. and we own a Let's home together, honest. and we have bank accounts. So uh, we're already married. Um, very excited for the day. Very excited for the people and the event. I am not excited for all the things that we have to get done beforehand. So um, I'm driving from Dallas, Texas to Phoenix uh, starting on Tuesday, picking up Britt at the airport on Thursday at 1 in Scottsdale or in, in Tempe. Um, and then we are going to a wedding in Sedona. On Friday, not night. your wedding, Someone not my wedding, wedding, somebody else's wedding. Friday so you get night, a practice and Saturday wedding. night. You get, you get to. Yes. that's that's the best thing. You get to scout. You get to self scout before your own wedding. Yeah, and, and it'll be a good time. Stone is a, is a great place, and then, but also Britt is flying with the baby for the first time. Ooh. We're leaving the baby with the parents, uh, my parents in Phoenix, and then going up to this wedding, coming back down. Then we are scooping the baby and driving to Palm Springs for two days to cut the trip in half. Um, and then we're going to California um, or Laguna beach where we're getting married uh, and setting things up for the five days before it. So um, a lot of exciting times, you know, but also a little bit worried. Uh, I have a custom suit that I, I'm still trying to figure out logistically Fancy. where, where it's going to be shipped. Cause it was supposed to be ready by Tuesday. And of course it's not, Oh, so no. now we've got to try to figure out how we're going to ship it to the place. And if not, I had to buy a backup blazer and um, sharp blazer, but I want to wear the one that I paid for, um, you know, all sorts of different things like that, that are, are kind of, we have our groomsmen gifts. Up. Are they, are they ready to roll? Yeah, I am um, actually, this wedding is not like a traditional, you know, groomsmen, uh, you know, bridesmaid type thing. It's just going to be very, it's just going to be very low key and everybody's just going to get drunk. Let's just be honest. We're going to have a short, short ceremony. We got some food. We're going to be by the beach and it's just going to be a good time. So, so it's going to be, do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. We already got joint bank accounts. Yeah. Great. Kiss bar. Yeah. Everybody, we have a child. What are we doing here? Let's thanks for coming. Let's have a good time. So, um, yeah, no, it's going to be an amazing day and I've, I've been looking forward to it for a long time. Um, it's crazy how quickly it's come up and you know, it's just kind of like that last you know, ditch, uh, efforts with all the things that we have to do in order to be prepared for it. And it's like, I have a, a my car is going to be filled with, uh, everything from like baby formula to Brit's wedding dress. So like, I have to like be, don't uh, get the former on the ladder. That's, that's I won't, that's I won't the best yeah. advice I can give you right now. And I also am a big Marriott snob. And I've been looking at the route from Dallas to Phoenix. And like, so basically you have Midland and Odessa. And then the next major city is El Paso. 
Yeah. And then you have Las Cruces, the, Las Cruces, then Tucson, then Phoenix, which is my route. One and like I'm kind of Fairfield. Yeah, yeah. And they all have them, but Britt has put it in my head that we can't have our my car robbed. Like if somebody like breaks into my car, like what? Where do you think you're staying? Well, it happened. I mean, my car got broken into in Houston at a, at a Marriott. You know, so you, like you now might, I'm trying to. You might I, be I've at got a Fairfield that shares this parking lot with a perfectly lovely Panera Bread. Yeah, no, I know, and I hope so. But I just like in my head, it just like her wedding dress is going to be in there. So I think we have to a pack in a certain way so I can take the most valuable things, not just from a monetary standpoint, but the irreplaceable. But you are six- going to leave her wedding dress in the closet yeah, yeah. of a Fairfield in, in, in Odessa, in El Texas, Paso. and I am here for it. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're all, these are all the things that are swirling through my head right now. Friday so Night we're, Lights we're, 2, The Search for Brit's Dress. Yeah, and if that happened, I don't think she would marry me. Because it's a beautiful dress, I haven't seen it yet, but she's very excited about it. And uh, you know, I've got I've got the rings, I've got all sorts of things that's going to be in the car. So I've got to like pack it in a way so I can pull out the 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 necessities, so that if the worst case scenario happens and somebody breaks into my car, we can still get married. So uh, first time the baby is leaving Texas, uh, first time leaving Dallas, and uh, so we have all the toys and the the. Do you think she's ever going to want to come home after she sees you in Orange County? No, no, and that's why we haven't taken her to Norman yet, because uh, we just we want her to want to live in Dallas. But <laughs> speaking of which, is Lincoln Riley coming to the wedding? I mean, he's not. Yeah, he far should. Away. I mean, I've been gassing up his program better than anybody on the face of the earth in the last two weeks, in, including their beat writer who uh, is down on them in comparison to me. So it is not Antonio's um, job to be a fan. Also, no, if you not read be a his fan, but like program at least UCLA story. He was way tougher on the Bruins. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I know it's not his job to be a fan. Um, I just thought he would share some of the enthusiasm of they're going to take over the world, you know, uh, but, you know, as Oregon continues to get top 150 players to sign with their program and USC is not, I'm starting to become more and more concerned about that, but starting to worry, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All, all good vibes. Um, super excited for everything. Excited to get to California. And then we have a, instead of going on a honeymoon, I'm coming to Phoenix, Arizona with the athletic college football staff the day after I get married. <laughs> to have a college football uh, staff summit um, in Scottsdale, which will be so fun. So spending your honeymoon with me. With you, yes. That's the worst honeymoon ever. I thought about you at my bachelor party, and I'm spending my honeymoon with you. I don't know what's going to happen the day of my wedding, I, but I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't do this, so <laughs> I, I'm not the third person in the relationship, I promise. Yeah, yeah. We're not, well, we're not, we're not doing any of that thruple stuff. She likes you a lot, so I think that there are worse people that I could be Okay, well, I, at least, you know, she can tolerate me. That's good, because you, you are stuck with me at this point. And we, we're, you know, what we're going to do, we're, we're going to further cement our relationship today, Ari, because we're going to create our own advanced ranking. We have to, because I, so... I wasn't even thinking about this last week, and and I ignore most preseason way too early rankings because they're obvious, obviously just pure guesswork and for entertainment purposes only. But I went on a couple of radio shows last week and unprompted was asked about ESPN's FPI rankings, which dropped last week. And the first one I, I was on with, with Andrew Perloff, our friend who's been on this show before. And and he's doing his show in New York, and you know New York talk radio. They got You got to you got to paint real big strokes when you're doing college football because it's just like, what does it mean for the Jets? So he he he's like, what about this FPA FPI ranking? They got Texas at number six. I had not seen it, and I just laughed 
I was like, what? Texas is number six? So, yes, ESPN's FPI ranking, which we'll get into how it's figured out in a minute. But Alabama, number one, Ohio State, number two, Georgia, number three, Clemson, number four. And nothing, nothing earth shattering here. Notre Dame, number five. Also nothing earth shattering there. Texas, six, Michigan, seven, Oklahoma, number eight, number nine, Pitt. Don't listen. Listen, I know they may be mayonnaise, but they did win the ACC last year. So let's. Put some respect on the Panthers' name. Number 10, Auburn. As if the, the whole coup thing didn't happen. I kind of feel like this entire ranking is just all the teams that we uh, have bagged on on this podcast in uh, very oh, high, wait, wait. High, every high spots. Number 11, gather the family around LSU. <laughs> I, I'm the, the Texas and Auburn ones just blew my mind. Like, when... When Andrew said that out loud, I just couldn't keep from laughing. And I'm going to feel very stupid, I guess, if if this FPI is 100% accurate. Because actually, when you look at it, it's, it's not as weird, I guess. But it is still saying that, that Texas is the sixth strongest team in America and Auburn is the 10th strongest team in America, which, no, they're not. Simply put, they are not. So I did a little digging, Ari, to, to help us out, to help us understand. Please. There's a video. There's a video that ESPN put about put out about six years ago explaining FPI. It is a predictive <laughs> index. Uh, this is the math that they put up. I'm sure there are some folks in our viewership, listenership, readership who do math for a living. If you're watching this on the YouTube, you are looking at an equation. This is the kind. equation that he drew on the on the chalkboard in Goodwill Hunting, right? Basically, basically. And the way <laughs> it's presented in the video, and it, it really does remind me of a lot of the film strips I saw in elementary school, except it doesn't have as many people wearing bell bottoms and doesn't have the, the jamming disco baseline. It's basically, here's all the, we, we used a lot of math, but you're too stupid to possibly understand that. So we're going to, we'll show you what we actually use to, to, in to create inputs for these numbers. And here's what they use in the preseason. The results from the previous four seasons. So for for Auburn, I guess that's okay. How is that even relevant? But with Texas, the previous four seasons, with the exception of one of them, have not been good. The thing I don't understand. So here's the thing before you finish, and I, and I just have to say, I just know that the FBI is something that they release every spring that makes everybody angry and makes no sense. That's the only thing I know about it. Right. But... As a layman and somebody who, as everybody knows on this podcast, is very bad at math, I would like to know how what happened four years ago has even a fraction of a percentage of an, of of determination of how we are ranking this year's teams. Like it's already irrelevant information that has no bearing whatsoever on on anything that we know about who's coming into the season. Right. So it's like it's like you can keep explaining it because this is the first time I've seen this, but it's just like. What they did the previous four seasons is completely irrelevant to ranking what's going to happen this year. Returning starters, which... Okay, that's, those, that's important. That's those an important teams metric. Who, who, that seem surprisingly, you know, surprisingly on there don't... They, they, they have quite a few returning starters. Of course, uh, Georgia does not have that many returning starters on defense, yet is still ranked number three, probably because the people replacing those returning starters are really, really good. 
returning coach. Again, this is a little complicated with Auburn. This is not. A, is that a good thing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> is that always? I mean, I'm not saying it with Harston. I just mean in general, it's not always a good thing. Right. Right. Well, and ditto for returning starters. You know, when your starters lost the last five games last season, that's that's not a, a good trend line. But returning or recruiting classes. Here you go. Stars mattering, Ari. That's the other the other criteria. Criterion. That's a good one. Of course. Stars matter. So I can see where Texas would get a huge bump from that. I, I, Auburn would get a bump too because... Where um, does losing to Kansas get factored in? Um, I don't... Well, <laughs> I, I'm not sure they factored it in. Now, I have a theory about this. And my theory is this. My theory is that they ran the numbers and there was a, a group of teams that got spit out at the top. And it was a per- perfectly normal-looking group of teams. And you're like, okay, this is really boring, and nobody's going to talk about this on Twitter or Instagram or talk radio or podcasts. And they're like, who can we put in this thing to really spice it up? So people will start talking about it. And there is no better team, if this is their theory, to throw into the middle of a, of a good ranking than Texas. Let's chum it. Chum those waters. Yeah. I, I mean, I get excited. You know, I, I know. I, but here's the thing. And, I, and stop me if you think that I'm falling into the same idiotic trap that I fall into every year. But if we look at the teams that are ranked directly behind Texas. Michigan, yes. Oklahoma, yep. Pittsburgh, right. Auburn, mm-hmm. LSU, yes. Penn State, Oklahoma State, and A&M. Yes. Are we sure beyond the shadow of a doubt that any of those teams that I just named are better than Texas coming into the year? We are and it has not, nothing to do with FPI. I just mean in right, general. Right, right. No, and theoretically, if Texas plays to its recruiting rankings over the last few years, theoretically, it could be better than all those teams. There isn't a team behind them. Let's put it this way. There isn't a team behind them that Texas could not beat if they put it together. This is true. But I guess that's, but I mean, that's, that's could, probably true for anybody. Could we not if they really say the same of Oregon? Which is if you swapped Oregon with three right now. If you, if you swapped Oregon with Texas? Well, where Oregon is right now. Actually, yes. If you swapped Oregon with Texas and you went stars matter on this thing, you could say that you would, you would say they could beat anybody below them. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Well, they're 23, right ahead of Mississippi State and Florida. The FPI reminds me of the recruiting rankings. You have four teams at the top that are unquestionably better than everybody else. And then everybody else is kind of interchangeable. And depending on who you know hits the, the right cocktail, uh, will kind of stand out. So I... I think that it's more of an angering from for people because Texas seems to get the benefit of the doubt in every preseason ranking ever. And I think part of that is just the brand and, of course, the way they recruited. And, of course, they haven't been as good as their preseason rankings have indicated the last few years. But to just toss them in at number six is just like I don't, pe- I don't people think lose their mind. A benefit from the humans in the preseason rankings this year. I, I, think, I think you lose probably, that when you lose to Kansas, right? Yeah, they're going to start outside the top 25 would be my guess. Would you bet your life on that? Because I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't bet you that I actually would ma- wager you right now that they will be in the AP top 25. I'm so glad I don't have to do 
I don't have to do a preseason ranking, though we're going to do one right now because it's good for the show. Let's be honest. I hey, mean, can I can I read something to you, though, Andy? Go for it. Here, just using the FPI only. Okay. Here are the 26 through 30 team ranked teams. NC State, Iowa State, Tennessee, Arkansas, Wake Forest, uh, Florida State 31, Cincinnati 32, UCF 33. UCLA 34 and Nebraska 35. So those are the, t- the 10 teams that are directly outside of the top 25. All teams I humans, wouldn't be shocked if they beat Texas if they played. No, I know, but you're telling me that the humans ranking uh, the, the humans AP are poll aren't like going to rank NC them State. ahead of those teams? They're going to like NC State. Of those, NC State's the only one that's going to get the bump. I think Texas is a surefire lock to be a top 25 team in the AP poll. Oh, I have more faith. I do. I shouldn't. Well, I mean, you want to bet? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. But what are the stakes? Yes, that's, yes I that's, want to bet. That's the question. What What are the stakes in this one? I don't know. We can come up with some stakes. Uh, you know, are the stakes stakes? I think the stakes should be stakes. That I, that'd be okay. I mean, I don't because know who the loser is in that scenario, but the loser is the person who has to pay. That's oh, that's okay. who the loser. Is. I'd buy you a stake any day of the week, Andy. Absolutely. Let's do that. The stakes are stakes. And, not, and no Longhorn t- Roadhouse no, no, no. We're, going, we're talking we're to going a steakhouse. dry age here. Yes. Yeah, okay. yes, the stakes are stakes. When, when we get together in the preseason, and we are going to do that because we're, we're done with the, the social distancing and whatnot. So we're, we're going to get together multiple times in the preseason. So we might be together at, at one of the conference media days. We might be together just for a little preseason tour for the show. However we want to do that, yes. The, if in the AP poll... Texas is ranked in the top 25, not also receiving votes, but in the top 25, mm-hmm. I owe you a steak dinner. If they are not ranked in the top 25, you owe me a steak dinner. And I'm putting I'm putting lobster on mine because I need to get that thousand pack. I'm going to start chipping away at it. Absolutely. You can Oscar it you, however, you wanna, <laughs> however you want to play it. Oh, you know who the FBI hates? USC. Oh, yeah? Yeah, where is oh yeah, uh USC keep going is ranked down. number 37. Yeah, keep it's kind of like down. the recruiting class a few years ago. Keep scrolling. <laughs> we'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, you know what that equation reminds me of too? And you pulled up that math equation, the FPI of like how two four seven determines its point system. Have you ever like figured out how no. how two four sevens recruiting rankings have? Ha, there's like a there's like a uh, an explanation on two four sevens website that has a bunch of uh, weird 
beautiful mind symbols that make no sense and it's it's amazing and i've tried to explain it to people before and i think i understand it but i have to like reteach myself every year we need to find around signing day when people are yeah yeah it's it's a pretty incredibly complex equation for what you would think would just be adding a scale of one to six for the love of god uh, yeah no it's uh it's it i'm trying to find it right now the um yeah here it is right now the formula where C is a specific team's total number of commits and RN is the 247 sport composite ranking of the nth best commit times 100. That's oh, the so explanation. The team, team points. The team rankings. Also, oh, okay, I'll send you okay, the, okay, the, gotcha. the formula here. It looks just like that. Not quite as intense as the FPI, but at least this is calculating something that matters. Yeah, I, the FPI is interesting because I, I think as actual data rolls in, then it becomes a better deal. It's a, it's a predictive ranking. And our friend Bill Connolly, who does the the S and P Plus rankings, also at ESPN, we've had him on the show before. We obviously couldn't have him making fun of the FBI because I don't think he'd be allowed to do that. I think he'd get fired for for that sort of thing. But I am curious to see where S and P Plus and 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 FPI differ. And I believe Bill's already done some F S. S&P Plus, and I believe Texas is in the 20s in S&P Plus. I want to say it's 23. So I, I think our predictive measures are, are, are tracking a little differently. But if I remember correctly, most years FPI becomes a fairly reliable predictor as more results roll in. So when you get to the back half of the season, then then maybe you got something cooking but it's really not it's made like, to be a preseason thing. Yeah, it's like how the polls get more reliable as, as information comes yeah, in. Yeah, it's almost like... It's yeah. harder to be wrong when it's right in front of your face. Um, it says here that Texas has a 17 points... Oh, wait, no. A 21% chance of making the playoff this year. That is absurd. <laughs> now watch Texas make the playoff. But I'm going oh to... That, I, I would cease to exist if that happened. It is unbelievable. How how many wins do you think Texas would have to get to before my shirt comes off and I have a, a big UT thing painted on my chest? Like how like how much of a leash do you give me? And in, in, I mean, oh, I, apparently they play season, Alabama I can tell you right now. They play if Alabama and OU in the two first six o, weeks of the year. You you will have Bevo tattooed somewhere on your body. If they're what? If they're two and zero. Oh. oh yeah, <laughs> they beat if they beat Alabama. Could you imagine if they were f- six and one with a loss to Alabama? Pick whoever you want them to lose to. It doesn't matter. I'm well, in. Well, yeah, because it. What if the loss is to UTSA or, or ULM and they've beaten Alabama and Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean, if they are able to split that, I th- I feel like that isn't that kind of. I don't want to you know suck you back down into the depths of a of a of a Texas conversation anymore. But like, is a successful season for Texas to them split those two? I would think so. So the and again the FPI is a predictive thing. So it predicts a record for them. And the prediction is nine point four and three to, to three and two, or to three point two. So they're basically predicting more than likely a nine and three season. But see, and that's where that's where it gets more interesting. Like the Auburn is only four spots below Texas. But it's 7.4 and 4.6. So they're basically 50, either 8 and 4 or 7 and 5 is what they're saying for them. 
Yeah. And like seven and five for Auburn would be fine. Would not be considered a great season, but under the circumstances would probably be just fine. But given their schedule, seems pretty hard. What if Texas gets their doors blown off by Alabama, uh, loses to Oklahoma by 10, and beats everybody else on their schedule that they're supposed to beat? Is that a, is that a successful year? Where they don't lose a TCU given, or a Given or what an happened Iowa last State? year, absolutely. Yeah, if they just make it through one season where they beat the teams they're supposed to. Yeah, yeah, and and that would put them right where the nine and three is what this one says. So you could even hand them a loss to say Baylor or Oklahoma State, depending on who winds up being really good in the Big Twelve, and and that still may be good enough to get them in the Big Twelve championship game, depending on how yeah how other teams beat up on each other. So I I think that would be okay, and and you know you you've got to adjust expectations at some point, and you got to say. This has been bad, mediocre, whatever you want to call it, and say, okay, improvement from this will make us happy for a little bit. Because the, I, I do feel yeah. like it's a bigger hole to climb out of than people think. The lowest rated Power 5 school in the FPI is Vandy at 103. Kansas is number 97 or the second worst. Oh, actually the third worst. Uh, Duke is 102. Oh yeah. Um, no respect Kansas, for, for Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Kansas is 97 and Arizona is 89. So this, this is going to be a fascinating year. I, I don't think this is going to be correct, but we're going to need to do our own rankings. Ari. So I am creating right now as we sit here, the Andy Staple Show computer laptop organized win nexus. Mm-hmm. It is going to be the greatest ranking the world has ever seen. How do we figure out the teams? Well, I mean, first of all, we've established ourselves as mathematical geniuses on this show. So to that, I will say, just trust us. Most of you are far too stupid, cannot perform math at the level that we can. So you couldn't possibly understand the calculations with, that we're we're dealing with here. But just understand that Ari and I can understand them. Do you understand, Ari? I understand, for sure. Okay, good. Just making sure. So if you've heard us do math on this show in real time, I mean, Will Hunting has nothing on me. So I have devised this ranking system, and I am ready. And I think I've got a top 10 that will blow the doors off the FPI. Are you ready, Ari? Yeah, let's hear it. This is, I knew you've been working on this. All day, all day. Number one, Notre Dame. Nothing pisses people off more than Notre Dame in a ranking. So let's put them at number one so that everyone will talk about us. So the goal, so the goal of this is to create the most anger as possible. The, the most everything, not anger. I want anger. I want joy. I want everything. I want to be the subject of every talk radio show yes, in okay. America. So we're just I want Colin them all Cowherd then. to deliver a nine-minute monologue while his producer keeps going, stretch it out, stretch it out, where he uses 17 different analogies to describe why we have USC ranked in the wrong place. That's what I want. Keep going, man. I'm I, I I'm interested. I got a taste, and I want a little more now. Well, the Notre Dame thing. Listen, 
you and I both know, we could just type the words Notre Dame into the tweet box on Twitter and hit send, and it would generate a hundred different conversations that would go on for about a week. I was thinking about this, and I Notre actually... Notre Dame triggers people. I was asking I was asking Bill Landis this on the Ohio State podcast. Uh, what... And I know that Notre Dame is like... The people who hate Notre Dame have it like ingrained in their DNA since they were kids. But I was wondering, like... And I asked this from an Ohio State standpoint because we were talking about Ohio State, but do Ohio State fans hate Notre Dame as much now as they did six months ago? And in turn, does the country, because like, I find like they're, this is the first time in a while that they've had a very likable head coach. And it's just like, I don't know what there is to really hate about Notre Dame anymore. Based on what the, the responses I get whenever I write about Notre Dame or we talk about Notre Dame, there is legitimate anger. People are just mad that they don't have to be in a conference. Like it, this really bothers people for some Because reason. it's an aura of like they are levitating above the rest of us. That they're special. And look, when I was a kid, they absolutely were special. They had their deal on NBC. They were really the only team that played almost every game on national television. It was special. They had the, the Sunday replays of Notre Dame games. They didn't have Sunday replays of anybody else's games. And so... Yes, they were treated differently than everybody else. They did have inherent advantages that other teams didn't have. But now, they don't. They'd make a lot more money if they were in the Big Ten. Does it strike you as weird that Notre Dame, with all of the things that you just said, didn't turn into Alabama at any point? No, because Notre Dame never changed how it felt about Notre Dame, the school. And... They said it's going to be a little bit harder. We're going to have different admission requirements than all of, you know, not all of the other FBS schools, but then a lot of the other FBS schools. And it's harder to stay in. They don't really have a basket weaving major at Notre Dame, which I'm not saying that every major college football program shunts its players into, into easy majors. I'm saying most large state universities have very easy majors. I'm just trying to think about the modern day world of recruiting. And if you were to take one team or one program and put them in a situation where they were broadcasted the most and had the most uh, viewers just from its television deal, um, had its own replay, all the advantages that they had and were basically put on a pedestal. Yes. How that would manifest in the recruiting rankings if this happened in 2019. Well, it did manifest in the recruiting rankings in a way that Notre Dame dominated the sport for decades. Yeah. I mean, that, that, now, recruiting was different, They, but they cast a wide I just mean net. like in the modern day, though. Like if you were to give, let's just say you put Auburn as that yeah, right now. That Auburn would be awesome. They would be just be amazing. National title contender. Now, can they get everybody they want into school? Can they recruit from the whole whole country? I guess that I guess I mean you can't ever change that. If That's you don't change the that then factor that that Ohio State, Alabama, you know, Georgia, they're not dealing with that. So the one thing I'm not an expert on and I've always wanted to know and maybe you know the answer to this off the top of your head. And to a certain extent I, I still want to know like what it is for for Stanford and and Northwestern. What's the admission standard? What is no I, 
I don't want to know what the score is or whatever. I what I want to know is how actually how much harder is it actually to get a student into school at Notre Dame than it is at a place like Michigan or a place like uh, even I I think it depends. But I, I, I would based on what I've heard about UCLA and Cal, I would think they're actually pretty similar. There was a like Stanford's got to be way harder, right? Yes, and Stanford's different too because they have a harder time even offering players because you don't officially really get accepted to Stanford. Like if Notre Dame's offering you a scholarship, if they they've already been through enough of the process to know you're getting into school. Like Stanford, they don't quite know yet, so you still have to get admitted and all that. So it it is. It sounds like it is the longest process of those. Because if you go look at Notre Dame's offer list, they've got a lot of offers out to really good players. Right. And I think there's this stigma or this thought process from people that most high school football recruits are just dumb and can't get into school. Well, and it's like, you, I you bet noticed, you at 80% right. of the top 100 players in the country would probably get into Notre Right. Dame. You notice I said different. I didn't say they were that much higher. The, the difficulty with Notre Dame specifically is staying at Notre Dame and or having the desire to be in that environment. Right. And they've, which also has nothing got, to do with academics. Yeah, it's just they, cultural. They, now they've, they've altered some things in terms of players living together, but, but players, you know, for the most part are dispersed among the general student body. They, do they, they live together now or not? I, I think they're still, I think they still have the, random roommates, right? Yeah. Throughout the student body, which is, to designed to create a more broad experience, which a lot of Notre Dame players will tell you they enjoy that. That yeah, that's part of because the, if you go play at Alabama, you're just in a football bubble for four years. Exactly, exactly. And Notre Dame does not want to do that, and they've been resistant to do that. And Brian Kelly made requests to make it more like that, and Notre Dame was pretty resistant to it. Now they they did do some things, but they were pretty resistant to it. LSU is not, which kind of explains a lot about that. But yeah, Notre Dame makes people mad. Just mentioning Notre Dame. My, my favorite it was is when you mentioned Notre Dame, they're like, why are you even talking about Notre Dame? Which tells me <laughs> Notre Dame triggers you because when I mention NC State, you don't go, why are you even talking about NC State? You just don't say anything. I think people uh, have a complex about feeling inferior. Yeah. I guess so. But I, I don't know that Notre Dame would be the team that you would put number one that would make the most people angry, though. I think it would. I think if I, you put I, Texas number one, more people would be angry. I, no, I think Notre Dame would make the most people angry. And and that is, I am I am trying very hard to make as many people feel as many things as possible. Okay, so you hit anger at, at one. What's two? All right, let's go to number two. We're, we're going to go for a little credibility here. Number two, Ohio State. Jim Knowles coming to fix the defense. Going to be the best receiver room in the country again. Maybe. Got a Heisman contender at quarterback. Good team. Could potentially win the national title. That I want to make but there's sure. There's nothing better than Ohio State feeling disrespected, though. But no, no. There's one thing better. <laughs> there's one thing better. You have to put Michigan ahead of Ohio State. Alabama feeling disrespected. Yeah, I, guess, I have put yeah. the Crimson Tide at number three behind Ohio State. Why? Not because I think Ohio State's better, but because I know it will make more people angry. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Ohio State is the prop to to setting up another fan base. 
Right. Because we don't want it to be ridiculous. We want this, the rankings to be believable. Right. The average fan will look at this and go, oh, Ohio State are number two. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, it's a good, good team. But an Alabama fan will look at this and go, what? What the hell what are you talking about, you idiot? You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So keep going. Okay. So number four, I had Georgia and realized I was going too far down this line of thinking of actually trying to make this a legitimate ranking. So I crossed Georgia out and I put Miami. <laughs> Gotta have a trendy pick. Dude, I follow this I follow this account on uh on Twitter that's just random screenshots from message boards. Oh yeah. Message board and, geniuses. It's the best. Yeah, message it's like and it makes me laugh. There was one from Miami where the uh the person who was posting on canesport.com said AM and Clemson are swing games. The Coastal is getting owned, and I mean owned. FSU is a massive turd. The program is such an elite class now. Wow, excellent spring game. Offense will expand. Defense is a mile crisper. Special teams need some work. This is such a head and shoulders class program now. It's incredible what Mario Cristobal's already done. They lost, I love, they lost it, the division to Pitt last year. Can you explain to me how anybody would rather watch another sport or be a mega fan of another sport? I than know. These people are crazy. But that makes you want to put Miami, Miami is two. already Yeah, number <laughs> I think you should put Miami, too. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm fine with them at number four because that will enrage people. That enrages Clemson. But it also, also has a little bit of like trendy pick to it like because you got to have somebody... Oh yeah, we like, you're going to be the, the first consensus. person that says the use back. Yeah, we ha- ha- is NC State our trendy like for real? When we actually get around to ranking teams, will, will NC State be our trendy pick this year? Uh, probably. I they think seem so to have, too. I think they I, they seem to have a lot of juice. Right, and a, and a very good roster coming back. It felt like they were kind of hot to end the season. So, yeah, I I think I think they'll be our actual trendy pick. But for this, you need a more out there trendy pick because we're trying to generate conversation in the dead of April. And you got the NFL draft going on. You got the NBA playoffs. There's a lot of noise to cut through with this thing. So you got to really piss people off. We'll be right back after these words. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Miami number four. Number five. Hook them. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, you 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 thread the needle there, because Texas doesn't need num- to be number one for people to be enraged. I think the fact that Texas, I think anywhere between five and eleven would make people angry. Yes, here's where here's where it really comes together though, because it's not enough to rank Texas number five. If I want to really really tick people off, I rank Texas number five. I then show my SEC bias by ranking Texas A&M number six. <laughs> Meanwhile, Texas A&M people are like, how can we be behind Texas? 
<laughs> and if you put them right next to each other, that fans the flames. Exactly. Because even if A&M is nine, being right behind Texas, because if people think that the polls work where you're automatically being directly compared to the teams on either side of you, when that's not always how it works, but that to me is hilarious because you're putting teams in the... This sounds a lot like a making people angry poll. This is the greatest <laughs> poll of all time. We will be the centerpiece of every talk radio show in America. If you released this poll in any year, whether it was 2005 to 2022, that you would have the same reaction. Oh, yeah. We can probably bring it further back as you you hear numbers 7 through 10. Get ready. (laughs) Because I'm not guessing these. Okay, go ahead. Who do you think I have at number 7, Ari? Um, Georgia. Nope. I crossed them out. Oh, boy. USC. (laughs) Lincoln Riley comes in as the savior and brings him into the top 10 right now. Okay. So the thing, the reason why I said Georgia was because if you go too far without having them on the list, then you lose. It's so insane that then they don't get angry. Well, so you have to put them in a place where it make where it hits them like right in their sore spot. We're going to no, we're going to tell the people that we made this poll in complete earnestness and that this is exactly as it was meant to be. I know, but if you put Georgia at 17 or something, people be but, like, "Well, this guy's an idiot." You have to put it in a place well, where we're only people- doing a top 10. In reality, Ari, what happened is I crossed out Georgia at number 4 intending to put them back at number 7, and I just forgot. And that's what happens sometimes <laughs> okay. in real life. Okay, but they're going to if they make like the top 10, it doesn't matter where it is in the top 10, but they have to be ranked high enough where they're where we think or we get the the credit or they feel the credit of at least our acknowledging their existence. Okay. All right. But well, it's I, not All right. I I will take this under advisement and I may add them back in. Okay. Later in the top. Cuz if you leave 10. them out completely, then you don't hurt their feelings. You have to hurt their feelings by making mm. sure that you know you still thought about them. This is true. This is absolutely true. Okay. So we got USC at number seven. Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, unbeatable tandem, except for the times where they get beaten, which will happen, I guess, probably twice if they're number seven. So that would be a Pac-12 champion, USC. That would be basically, you know, well on the way to winning you a thousand bucks. So you should be pretty happy about that. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Number eight, Nebraska. This is... And, and this is a math pick here, Ari. When 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 I get challenged on this, when they bring me on your various talk radio shows. By the way, you would be on like 39 shows in Omaha. Oh, every show in Omaha, <laughs> every show in Salt Lake City, because I haven't had Utah or BYU on the list yet. Yeah. Um, every show in Northwest Arkansas. No, no, no local radio market goes harder than Nebraska. Oh, no doubt. You you even breathe the word Nebraska in a story. Those 402 numbers just come flying into your phone. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, can you, I, can you I come on? It. Yeah, you're the one who explained it to me. It's because they don't have pro teams there, and they're obsessed yeah, with Nebraska. Something. It's 23, yeah. 365 yeah. every day, 247, 365. 
and I appreciate it. I that's 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 our people right there. Yeah. So I, I'm good with that. But yeah, I got Nebraska now. And, and when when I get challenged on this, when I go on the the seven Omaha stations and and promote the Andy Staples Show and the Andy Staples Show computer laptop organized win nexus, I think I'll just give them the math. And the I actually wrote about this in a mailbag about two months ago. There was like a three in a thousand chance of Nebraska being as bad as they were last year. Oh, yeah, because they like lost. Yeah, if you replayed that season a thousand times, I think there's only like three times that they only win three games. They oh they just had because this, of like just because they only lost like seven games by two or something right and they had the same points four and points against in, in yeah. Big ten play uh, and and somehow went one and eight so it realistically Nebraska should be better I mean it almost it would be very hard to not be better than Nebraska was last year now I know they lost a lot of players on defense but I, I think they will be better in the record department even if as weird as it sounds maybe they're not as good of a team. Like it would be hard to be worse and maybe your luck kind of evens out. Will they be number eight? Of course they won't be number eight, but for our purposes, we're going to get on every show in Nebraska. We'll probably also get on every show. We'll definitely get on the big 10 network. Like Dave Revson's going to call up and be like, what the hell is this? Andy. Donardo is yeah, going to yell at me. If I feel like, if you rank them in the top 10 going into the season and you were legitimate about it, that would be like the most significant thing to happen to Lincoln, Nebraska in like 10 years. Do you think they throw me a parade? I do. Like where the one side of the street, they throw cinnamon rolls at me and the other side of the street throws chili at me and they collide at my head in a, and chili they make and cinnamon this like roll. weird, but delicious Just combination. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think you'd have a lot of hate mail from uh, Big Ten West teams. Oh, I, the know, Iowa Wisconsin would be, would be pissed. Curious. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't want so, to but piss I think off that the people of Wisconsin. I like. I'm the looking at the FPI thing right now, actually, and I feel like you have done a very good job of really needling people. Yeah, I think so. With the programs that you've picked. Now, can I say this about my Nebraska pick here? This is exactly how I felt about everyone else's Nebraska pick to win the division two years ago going into the season where I was just thinking with two years, three years ago, 2019. So this is the last pre COVID season where it was the popular pick. Like at big 10 media days, the majority of media covering the big 10 picked Nebraska to win the West. And I'm like, am I taking crazy pills? Did you people not see them play relative to Iowa and Wisconsin and the teams that usually compete for the West? Yeah, I don't know what people are thinking sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Sometimes you just want something to happen so bad that you have to just speak it into existence, I guess. I guess, but... And look... Because I Nebra- think Nebraska making the Big Ten championship game would be one of the coolest things that could happen in college football right It now. has happened. The result was horrific for Nebraska, but it has happened. Yeah, that's true. So... What was the we, score? I, can't, I was there, but I don't remember 70 the score. 70 to 33? Is that the final? What year was that? Uh, that would be 2012. Wow, it's been that long, huh? Jesus. Yeah, it was. It was. It was ugly. It was. Uh, that was the la- Was that? That was a leaders and legends championship game. Yeah. 
And and didn't Wisconsin make it because Ohio State and Penn State couldn't go? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was uh, that was not pretty. So I just I think seventy to thirty one. I'm sorry, I gave Nebraska too many points, but I I think that would that would really get people going, and and would increase some visibility for for our show because we we would we would then become the most popular podcast in Nebraska, which. Yeah, you know, I, I, there I is. We're eventually going to become the most popular podcast in all fifty states. Oh, sure. But to to be the most popular podcast in all fifty states, you first have to be the most popular podcast in one state. So Nebraska, I, we're coming for you. I think there's another team that you can add in there that gets people's feathers ruffled. That I'm very curious to see if you if you've done it. Number so, nine. Number nine. LSU. Because yeah, I feel like Brian the Kelly helmet ranking people mad. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. I'm with you on that. Um, also, too, they were a disaster last year, so yes. you're just you're 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 ranking the helmet. It, it, precisely, yes. They've had yeah. good recruiting classes, and it's a pretty helmet. And they were the best team in in the history of the sport three years ago. Yeah, and that's factored into their FPI for some reason. <laughs> it is exactly. <laughs> so it's also factored into this one into the okay. Staple Show computer laptop organized win nexus. So so okay. So I guess if you wanted to put Georgia at ten. You could, but there's one team that you could really put a ten right now that I think would ruffle some some Midwestern. Oh, I, I think you're gonna you know say what? one that you think is the best answer, and then I'm gonna give you the real best answer. So you go first. Okay, my well, I I might be missing one because you've done a hell of a job, and I don't want to get in your way. But I think if you ranked Michigan State ten, that would really, really, really <laughs> mess some people up. <laughs> Wait, and then below it in much tinier type, also receiving votes, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Because Michigan would already be mad that that they are going to be ranked very behind Ohio State. And I guess right. that's a rational thing, whatever. But if you put Michigan State ahead of them, like, could you imagine? Like, and then, what? and then, then when Nick Baumgartner and Brendan Quinn have me on the beat, and they're like, "What the hell is this?" I guess go, dude. They got scoreboard. Did you did you not watch the did game? Did you not watch the game last year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I, I think that that would be hilarious, but I want to know who your 10 is. Well, my number 10 is getting crossed out because you correctly I, I, explained to me that I cannot leave Georgia out of this. Yeah. So I am crossing out North Dakota state and adding <laughs> Georgia. Yeah. If you put Georgia at 10 after they won a national championship for the first time in 32 years, <laughs> I, I just, I don't even know what to say. Well, then you're on every show in Atlanta. For but, sure. But, you, but it's perfect because if you put them at 10, they're in the top 10. Right. And if you've I leave given them, them off, consideration. Right. If I leave them is, off, it's you're just an idiot. And then I idiot. don't get on every show in Atlanta. Yes. But if you put them at 10, that means you think they're going to be very good, but nowhere nearly as good as everybody else thinks they're going to be, which I think is far more of a troll yes. than leaving them off completely. Now, the North Dakota State thing is a nod to a certain type of fan, and I know you've dealt with them too, where they're like, well, they win the national title every year. How come they never get ranked? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's just I don't know if there's enough of them to really to, to spread the hate around enough. But I love those people. Yeah. Um, there, you, I guess you do have to have a, a smaller non-Power 5 team in there somewhere, um, You know, whether it be a group of five team or a team like North Dakota State. So... Um, 
Yeah, but no, I'm crossing them out and putting Georgia. I, th- I think that's that's because you can't put Cincinnati. Like, what is the team that you could put in from the group of five that's not Cincinnati or UCF? Um, you can always put Boise State in there. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. Like, if you just, yeah. just threw Boise in there, you're like, ah, well, we have to get a group of five. Team I mean, in there realistically, somewhere. maybe Houston this year. Would, yeah, would be no, a good Boise choice. I think is a good one because Boise is just another helmet vote. Yes. Yes, at this point, coming off the season they yes. had last year, it definitely would be. And if you do so, a helmet vote, that means that you were trying to be considerate of the group of five's feelings, but your actions have shown that you're actually completely and utterly disinterested in giving them a real chance. That's exactly right. Which is the best troll ever. It is. So, I, yeah, I think this would work. Uh, I am going to put this out. So, normally, I... I take a little video clip of the podcast and, and put that below when I tweet it out. I'm just going to put this out. I'm, I'm going to get back on Instagram tomorrow. I, I realize that I have not been active enough on the gram and I, you might have to help me because I honestly don't know the difference between a post, a story and a reel and don't understand why all of those things can't just be a post. But I don't know if I can help you. I just use it for personal stuff. So yeah. I, maybe I need to maybe I need to like be more. I need to use it to build my brand, Ari. Yeah, I all my Instagram is just my friends and my pictures of my kid. I'm I I am like maybe twelve pounds before the six pack from, show starts. A six pack, and then I'll just you're be really only off. twelve pounds away from a six pack, bro. I probably that would put me at like it put me in the low twos. Like I know almost, they say that. I know they almost say into that the ones at that point that. uh Getting a six pack is like ninety percent kitchen and ten yeah. percent gym. But are yeah. you just doing a bunch of crazy ab workouts right now? Like every no, because that won't help you. Like I have abs, I can see them if I turn a certain way. Like they're there. I just got to get the fat off the top of them. Okay, but I thought that you you know on top of it, you should be doing like a bunch of sit ups and leg. Well, raises I, and I stuff, am right? the, the, as part of my workouts. There are there are ab components to them. But yes, if I ever really develop a six pack and don't have loose skin from when I weighed 280 pounds, which I very well might. So this might not not be possible, but it will be tarp off 100. Well, then you could just go to meathead mode and just go like for like a a 13 inch bicep. The problem is 13 inches is not a very large bicep. It's not. No. Mm -mm. Hulk Hogan had 24 inch pythons, the largest arms in the world. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, maybe I, could, I just I thought like a, a foot around in no, my head. I think like I already I think I'm already there, Ari. So okay, well, why don't you get I, a 29 inch? I think I've passed sorry. the 13. So sorry, we, I'm not vain enough to know the exact inch <laughs> measurement of what I don't a good know for a fact. Is. I'm just yeah. I'm just guessing here, but but no, I, there, there will be I will be relentless on Instagram if that ever happens. But I will return to Instagram with a graphic of this ranking and. We'll promote the show with this ranking. Ari, do you think anyone will actually call us and say, can you come on the show and explain this ranking? Well, it depends on how like, you present earnestly. it. Earnestly. It depends on how you present it. If you present oh, I will it present it, it dead joke, serious. Because even if you because if you do the what it stands for, you can't type out what it stands for because then people will know you're kidding. I it think really stupid people Andy will miss Staple, it. Andy Staples show computer laptop organ organized win nexus right did i get that yes. right yes so 
You can't spell out ass. What are you saying? That spells something? <laughs> do we have another situation where I didn't know what the initials were on this show? Yeah, like, just just do the Andy. Just say here's Ari and I put together our heads, and this is the ranking that we came. No, up with. I I think we need to have the name on there, and I think that there might be some people who might not get the little acrostic poem just, that we're just doing. Here. All you have to do is tweet. Ari and I spent all day on Sunday really putting our heads together to come up with the first our first rankings. I present to you the Andy Staples Show computer laptop organized win Nexus. Done. And then just and then put the poll up there and then tweet a link and then when people get yell at you don't even respond. No, of course not. Of course not. Just let let people freak. Yes. And those of you who listen to the show will understand exactly what's going on. Yes. And we can all just enjoy this. Also, if you have any suggestions of who we could have needled more, yes, I'd love yes. to hear. How did ideas. we blow this? I, I do want to hear that, that because I, I think, I think Ari's idea of Michigan State ten and in tiny little letters also receiving those Michigan that might be better, might be. But I do need to get Georgia back in there. Um, I do think that Ohio State is too big of a target not to hit. That's the one thing. It's because they are though, very, very loud good. and very, very whiny. They are, but they're always good. Like even when they're bad, they're still pretty good. Like I bad just, by their standards. I know, but coming off of a year where they missed the playoff, right? But see, their fans think that's bad, and like ninety nine percent of the fan bases would give a body part to have a season like they had last a, year. It's just like the maybe the a top three largest fan base in the world, and if we're taking people out with us. <laughs> I just feel like it's a large but the chunk problem to leave is, on the I, table see, because people in here, Columbus are happy like, yeah, we're too. I have yeah. to have them above Alabama yeah. because one, you're pissing off the Alabama fans, but two, the collective fury of the SEC is greater than the the fury of the entire of the of the collective Ohio State fan base. Like all of the SEC will be mad. I know because but I had take Notre out, Dame and Ohio State above the first SEC team. But if you didn't, if you didn't target Alabama, because what does Alabama have to be mad at anyway? Exactly. There's, there's nothing that you can say. If I were an Alabama fan, I'd be like, okay, bro, whatever. I'll just go wipe my my hate face. And and, and notice family. every SEC mention is a troll. Because you could have you could have totally needle because. Does Georgia anticipate and expect to be ranked ahead of Alabama this year, coming into the year? No. Okay, so then 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 what you did is right because if there was a, yeah. if they thought they should be ranked number one coming into the year, then putting them behind Alabama again like nothing happened last year no, would be a tremendous. I, I, I troll. think Georgia fans like if you gave Georgia fans truth serum, they'd be like, we are still so very happy with this title. And we understand that Will Anderson and Bryce Young still play for Alabama. And if they happen to win the national title this year, ah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Okay. Well, with the Bryce Young. Yeah. Okay. I see. You did it right. You did it right. Yeah. I was just thinking, how could we take out Georgia and Ohio State if it means saving yeah, Alabama? It's, it, it, it's hard with Ohio State again because they, they're just so good most of the time. They are so very sensitive about everything, too. <laughs> That's true. Well, I listen. Remember, Ari. Is it not enough? To have Notre Dame ahead of them? Doesn't that do the trick? I think Ohio State's fine at two. You, but they'll they'd be mad about being right. But everybody Notre Dame. would be would be collectively enraged about Notre Dame. Good. Perfect. That's yeah. so we, we 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 start with a raging fire and then we we just keep adding gasoline. 
These are the greatest rankings of all time. We yeah, we got to do this great. every year. Yeah, and just you don't have to you don't have to revise them though. No, you really don't. You just do this every <laughs> single year. You did the hard part. No, it's it's a template now. We'll just do this show every year. Like That's every funny. That was a good I, idea. I know. Every tax day, we'll do this show. Yeah, just cut off the, the beginning where I talked about my uh, wedding. Your wedding? And no, we'll just, we'll, we'll do we will a, celebrate we'll do your anniversary <laughs> and tax day by every year USC with this show. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it must be great to be a Texas fan because no matter how bad it went the year before, you're still going to be ranked. Like, what has to happen to that program for them to come into a season unranked? I think losing to Kansas will do it, and I think you're going to buy me a steak dinner when that happens. Uh, well, well, we'll see soon. We'll see soon. When are the polls? Oh, we, we have to wait till August. Oh, God. We're talking AP poll and coaches poll or just AP poll? AP poll. Thank you, because the coaches poll is definitely going to have Texas ranked. So no, now I want, I, now want I'm your, off the I want your peers to walk walk you down the plank. Okay, yeah, because I, I have no doubt whatever SEC, uh, whatever uh, sports information people and ops guys do the the coaches poll are going to have Texas ranked. Yeah, well, it's going to be a good steak. I'm I'm super excited to eat it with you either way, bud. Bone in ribeye. Is that where you go? Yeah, yeah we're going to get... It's going to be something that's uh, in the uh, hefty ounce family. Okay, a little maybe porterhouse. Yeah, yeah. Tom I actually Hawk? get very, very, very full from meat quickly. So I, mean, is, I could... Uh, physiologically, the way it's designed. Yes, that's what yeah. it's for. I mean, I could eat more pizza than most people can. I don't know that I'm a huge... I think like 12 ounces is good for me. Amateur. Yeah, well, you'll teach me. You know more a lot, a lot more about yeah, steak than I do. We we might be there. Might be forty eight ouncer in my future if uh if you're paying. Yeah, well, I'd be happy to. I'm gonna go bankrupt. I'm gonna have to explain. I haven't even told Britt what happened. I have to explain to her why a thousand dollars just got Venmoed out of my account. Uh, and dude, you got uh, three years for that. Like, yeah, no, I know. I'm gonna start funneling money out of my checking account thirty dollars at a time. We're so gonna we're notice. gonna have done this show two more times. We'll have won so many. I don't even know. Is there like a podcast Emmys? Because we're gonna win every podcasting yes. award for this. Yes. Yes. No. Like it's this, you, again. We're the number one show in Nebraska next week, and the number one podcast in America soon after. Yeah, and think about how many Notre Dame fans will start listening. Exactly. It, uh, of course, they already listened to the Shamrock with uh, with our friends Pete Sampson and and Matt Fortuna. But there's no reason they can't listen to two shows. That's right. All right, Ari, I love you. I love you too, bud. I can't wait. You're going to be a married man when next you appear on this show. We think. You might make a bonus appearance before then, but we're not holding you to that. Please don't get robbed. Please don't lose Brit's dress. Please don't leave it in a Fairfield Inn in Odessa, Texas, next to a lovely Panera Bread. I'll do my best. No promises.